0: Hi, it's Dana and Dr. Mary. Hello. Um, So we're not totally sure how this is going to go tonight because we are recording this from Bath, England, uh, because that's where we are for the weekend to celebrate Dr. Mary's fiftieth birthday.
1: No one do the math.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're almost fifty, Dr. Mary. I am. You're in the last fleeting moments of forty-nine. Yes. How does it feel to be almost 50?
1: Lucky, considering why we're podcasting, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point.
1: It it feels fine, but mostly because of how you helped me turn my life around.
0: Oh, that's nice. Uh, So, I didn't bring that little scripty thing I read at the beginning of the last podcast, but if you listened last week... You know that kind of the way we're playing this out is on Saturdays, we upload a post, and on Tuesdays, we upload the video, which is whoever wrote the post reading it, and then a conversation with the other person. And then on Thursdays, it's a podcast to sort of talk about the week. So um, I just had to smack Dr. Mary's hand because he's eating some Valentine jellies, which would be.
1: um, It was being romantic. With Valentine's jellies.
0: I know, but a little bit irritating, background noise and all. We do have uh, Midge, you in the background. There's not an American listening to this who will know who that is, but it's actually the reason we're in England celebrating Dr. Mary's soon-to-be 50th birthday. Do you want to give uh, our viewing listeners a backstory on who Little Midge Lit is?
1: Uh, mid well, they still exist. So he was and is the lead singer of my favourite band called Ultravox, which I bet everyone has secretly heard of. They were very big in the 80s. He wrote Do They Know It's Christmas and helped Bob Geldof organise Live Aid. Didn't he co-write it? Uh, I think he wrote the song completely. He wrote the lyrics. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, also, he always said it was a fantastic record for what it did, but it was a terrible song.
0: That's true, although my seventh grade self would beg to differ because, oh, okay. like play Le bon. me Simon bon. I'd, Laban, <laughs> I'd listen to Simon Laban sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So um, yeah, so I brought my computer and our microphone and everything except a power cord and I have an old Mac and it was a billion dollars to buy a new cord and I quite frankly just refused. So we're doing this through my phone, so I'm sorry for the low rentness of it. But uh, if it makes you feel any better, the view is really pretty. Yes, it is. Dr. Mary, you ate one of those stupid chews and now you can barely speak. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. Now. I don't know if you know, but this is a radio program.
1: Well, it's not really radio. It's a podcast. If there's anyone under the 30 listening to this, won't know what radio is.
0: Dependent on our voices, Dr. Mary. Oh, yes. hmm So anyway, we're here with a cup of good tea, Yorkshire tea, And uh, Trifle, Dr. Mary, what did you have for dinner that you'd like to share with this group? I got a Marks and Spencers haggis, which was fantastic. Haggis, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. It was good. (laughs) Actually, I mean, I don't eat haggis, although I've had vegetarian haggis. But haggis isn't nearly as horrifying as Americans are led to believe because... Here's a fun fact. You don't eat the sheep's stomach. That's just a casing. And in this case, Marks and Spencer's doesn't deliver it in a sheep's stomach. They deliver it in plastic, and it kind of looks like dark oatmeal. Or in the case of dinner tonight, it looks exactly like the quinoa salad that I had.
1: I have uh, some old and dear friends of mine from Scotland, most of whom are all actually from Glasgow. So the fact that I've just eaten a Marks and Spencer's haggis would probably have them screaming Sassanac at me.
0: Oh, shoot. Well, what can we do? We're doing the best we can. Um, So, Dr. Mary, uh, this week was your first week sharing a blog post from your perspective. Was that different for you than last week?
1: It was a lot harder than listening to you, actually. I thought listening to your version of my arriving at rock bottom was hard, but having to painfully read my first part of it was actually more difficult than I thought.
0: Do you think that's why you um, stumbled on the reading, or are you just not a very good out loud reader? Oh, both. Um, I've, I <laughs> t- I don't know why. I, I just... You know, there's
1: some things you can't do in life. One of mine's reading out loud. It just terrifies me.
0: Well, you only have three more to go. I know, that and spiders. Yeah, those aren't equal things, Dr. Mary. Oh, they
1: are in my little head.
0: Well, all right. So, um... Anything you want to reflect on based on comments that came in this week from anybody or um, anything that you've been thinking since we have been in England?
1: Um, a couple of things stand out. Um, I've had, a few, uh, well, was it three, four, maybe four of my former students have sent me some incredibly encouraging messages just wishing me the very best and saying you know they said one of them actually said you know it's been 12 years but you're still one of my favorite professors which I, I will admit kind of made me weep just a little
0: yeah it's a lovely thing to hear because it means that even when things were bad you knew you had an obligation to your students and you took it seriously
1: and then the other, the other one was a, a an old friend of mine we did our PhDs together in Norwich in England um, she's from Glasgow. She would be the one screaming Sassanac. It's not real haggis. Sorry, Sandra. <laughs> Sandra McCut Dr. Sandra McCutcheon. She runs a meaningful, meaningless, meaningful for life website. <laughs> meaningless. <laughs> sorry, Sans. <laughs> meaningful for life website. That's pretty
0: much all the rest of pos- the internet.
1: Possibly the worst plug you could give one of your friends' professional websites. I do apologize for that. But... <laughs> she was she's well suited to the task I haven't really gone into the website I was flicked through it and it looks fantastic it's a fantastic um way to you know get hold of your own mental wellness and she sent me some fantastic messages which you know quite frankly have meant the world to me so
0: well and she has shared it and so that means it has its reach has already just broadened in a really powerful way, because while you're connected to Scotland a little bit, not like she is.
1: No, she's Scottish. I only lived there for two years.
0: Many, many years ago.
1: Yeah, well, God, you're 20, 20 years ago.
0: And I only failed Scottish dialect in theatre, so I'm of no use to the Scots. I had to put, um, what are those things called when you have to read them? You know, on movies? You know, those things that go at the bottom. What are those things called? Subtitles! Subtitles! I had to put on subtitles for Duncan and Lexi because I just couldn't get it. Monica the Glen was too much for me.
1: So many things that you didn't... Um, what was that filming? Oh, Layer Cake. You didn't quite understand that. I mean. Oh,
0: Layer Cake. I'm pretty sure they weren't speaking any kind of English. <laughs> uh. But I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I think that about my brother-in-law as well. Oh. As much as I adore Chris. But I know he thinks it about me, too.
1: I think sometimes I say things that kind of get you.
0: Do you? Do you sometimes say things? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So we should get back to this subject at hand. Although I will say that part of why this podcast tonight has been fun is because this is where we are right now in life. So to the people who are taking this journey with us who never knew this story... It feels really dark because the blog has to go from bad to worse before better. You don't start it better. So um, if you're nervous, remember, you're listening and reading and watching events that happened in the past. Um, And that the now is really, really, really good.
1: Yeah. You know, at the end of every AA meeting you're encouraged to meet a group of laughing and smiling alcoholics and see what they're doing. You, if, you're st- if you're at the start of this, you might think, how on earth will I ever be happy or smiling? Well, you know, I'm in Bath in England on a school week because I took a holiday to go and see mid with my wife and also celebrate being sober for three years. So I am a laughing, smiling, happy alcoholic.
0: Oh, I love that. I'm a laughing, happy, smiling, (laughs) non-alcoholic.
1: So there is hope. That's why we're doing this.
0: Yeah. Don't be alarmed. That was not a beer can. (laughs) It seems a little questionable to make that sound on a podcast about alcoholism. Not a beer can.
1: It was either that or another chewy sweet.
0: Had to go with the non-alcoholic beer. Um, There's a good assortment of non-alcoholic beers in England now.
1: There are. Um, and they, are, they really are non alcoholic. Someone goes, Oh, there's alcohol in non alcoholic beer. No, these don't have any alcohol in them at all. Zero. Zero.
0: Anything else you want to talk about related to um, anything with the, with the blog and the videos?
1: Anything. Um, oh, I don't know. We just started. So you've done your first one. I've done my first one. The, the second one will be your take of my my medically induced coma. Um, so it is, it's going to be tough, but that's the, that's the reason why we're doing it. So you got the start of how this happened from both of us. So um, the struggle for the two of us comes next, but then you'll, you see how you can reach up and start climbing out of a hole.
0: Yeah, I'll just... Um give you a little foreshadowing. Uh, Saturday's post is my roughest post. It was the hardest one to write. It was by far the hardest one to read. It was Um, the
1: hardest one to listen to because I, of course, was in a coma.
0: Yeah, yeah. Next week is a really, really rough week. Don't Um, ignore it. Yeah.
1: Listen to it, read it. And then come back to our little message here after, after you've, you've read it and, and, and heard it and we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's really important, I think. I mean, a big part of doing this was, again, as I said at the very beginning, when we um, did that kind of pre-video, I wanted people to have a sense of the fact that we've not been a blissful, static line we've had some rises and we've had some unbelievable um, falls or valleys or however you want to think about it. Um, And you, you know, whether you believe in uh, organized religion and, you know, you think about the 23rd Psalm and going through valleys and hills and all of those kinds of things, or you just have lived a little bit of life and know that there's good and bad and ups and downs and happy and sad, uh, or you believe in something else, I think it's really important not to skip the hard stuff. I, I will say, until we uh, hit this alcoholist, alcohol problem, I would have said that being pregnant was the deepest valley I ever needed to go into because it was hard. I. Everybody who knows me knows that I was had an unplanned pregnancy relatively young. Um, and I would have said that that was hard. That was a freaking cakewalk compared to this. So um, what I know is true is that I think I live with a lot of gratitude for my son, Quinn, because he's the product of a really hard period in my life. And uh, I never, ever, ever could have had the appreciation that I have for you or for our marriage had we not gone through something so hard. And boy, maybe all kinds of people don't have to go up and down like a bipolar human being. Um, And I, I don't mean to dismiss or, you know, make fun of bipolarism in any size, shape, or form. But that, those extreme highs, extreme lows, maybe a lot of people don't need to go through those. Um, I'm not saying I would choose them, but I would say that I kind of need a brick wall to slam into once in a while to understand where I'm at. And this was a brick wall that, because we're on the other side of it, I can look back with a lot of appreciation for
1: yeah i uh it's it's odd to th- sometimes i catch myself thinking well you know i i am a better person i would have liked to have had a better route to being a better person than becoming an alcoholic but you know it's that what i just said it's a it's a great feeling if you can make it to being a happy smiling alcoholic and you know that's what i am it's a, it's a good position to be in. If you, got to, if you live with a disease, this is the best result. That today I am a happy, smiling alcoholic.
0: Yeah. So, for those of you who have written this week, whew, to tell me your private agony, know that um, I know exactly where you are. Exactly. And I am sending you every good thought that your spouse, your partner, your significant other hears this and that it somehow, um, somehow does something for them to put you and that person, whoever it is in your life on this path. Um, boy, I expected to hear from people, I guess. I, I don't know that I thought about it, actually, in terms of like how many people or what kinds of stories I would get. Um, but I just... Um, I want you all to know, those of you who have written to me privately, that I am holding your stories in the, the highest regard that i have a capability to do in the hopes that somehow it does something for you i know how you feel and i wish you i wish you the peace that i have i wish your person to find sobriety and i wish you to be able to trust that cuz that's a piece of it too and we'll talk about that in these upcoming weeks but thank you for sharing your stories with me i'm sorry you have stories to share um but know that i have them all stored away and will continue to send you all the very best thoughts that i can and i know that dr mary does too
1: i do um the stories i got personally too gosh thank you um I hope they keep coming. I hope this helps. Just the only thing I can say for right now without giving too much away is uh, don't give up. There is hope. You're not alone. If you, if you are in treatment, listen. Start listening. Um, there is a way to live through this and with it and survive.
0: And thrive.
1: And thrive, absolutely. Absolutely i would like I would honestly think i i am thriving
0: you are so
1: yeah, that is ahead of you as well as everything else you're gonna learn and relearn that is something to to look and say right, that will be me, and it will
0: hmm <sighs> yeah. I think we're going to go best, best, best of luck to anybody listening to this, anybody struggling. If I could say one thing to you, I would just say, what are you out to admit the struggle?
1: It's Nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. That's how you ask for help. You don't, how are you going to get the answer to something if you don't ask a question?
0: says the academic.
1: That's well, true. true. I don't say, yes, one of these people that drives me crazy. Like, oh, this might be a stupid question, but no. Ask your question. Ask for help. You know, it's it's free. It can do you the world of good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So keep reading, watching, listening, keep sending us your stories. And really, I can't say enough, let us know if we can be helpful. Um, Dr. Mary could be a really potentially good example for all kinds of people. If you need him, I know that he will show up for you. So let us know how we can help and um, have an excellent rest of your Thursday. Thanks so much for taking this week's journey with us. Again, hold on to your hats for Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Um, It's a rough week coming up. But um, we'll talk soon, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye.